Today's episode is brought to you by DNA Sports Training. If you or someone you know wants to take their game to the next level, then hit up DNA Sports Training. Visit dnasportsdenver.com to book a training session. We offer specialized sports training from football to track and field and everything else in between. Whether you're an offensive or defensive lineman wanting to get better off the ball, or you are an athlete wanting to improve your speed and agility, we have something for you over at DNA. Visit dnasportsdenver.com now and sign up. Yo. What up, what up, what what up, y'all? Guess who's back in this mother lover? Oh, I found him, I found him, I found him, I found him. Guess, guess who's back? Oh my god, man. So we gotta put it like this to you, man. You gotta you gotta whole freaking to me, man. <laughs> you got a whole freaking joint, bro. Welcome back. Man, it's good to be back. I've missed this. I missed you, brother. I missed just this vibe, you know, the the people, our, our listeners, our fans, you know, I've missed them listening to me. Rant about who knows what. I see you. Uh, I see you looking extra, oh. uh, extra raiderish today, bro. Oh yeah, you know we, it's, it's it's preseason game number one for us. You know we got to see see what we're working with, bro. It, see start, what they're failing. Starts, I mean, working with. Excuse me. Hey, <laughs> everybody who succeeds in life fails? fails first. So we will fail today. And what we got to do is we got to fix that. So that way during the season we're successful, you know what I'm saying? In Raider Nation, they begin the process to the number one pick. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Nah man, it's 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 beautiful that football's back, bro. I'm excited for it. Um we'll dive into that a little bit later, you know what I mean? But it's it's good, bro. It's it's good times when football is around, you know, falls in the air. You know, we start to get a little bit out of the hot, crazy heat. Weather's cooling down a little cooling bit. Cooling down and, you know, barbecues and everything else is going to get going. Like, still, because it would have been a little too hot to barbecue. Honestly, I'm out there on the Blackstone and I'm sweating. I mean, yeah, I, I like to barbecue in the late evening, you know. Maybe yeah. a little late evening barbecue. Yeah, you right. um, You know what's fun, man, is just being up in the mountains camping and then it having is. breakfast. On the Blackstone, oh, bro, that's that's always a, a go to classic. Do anything in the mountains is always nice, bro. I, yeah, you I know, haven't, I haven't done the mountains in a long time. Like that, the, actually, the last time we did like a family camping trip, bro, it was literally like twenty four hours. No, I would like. It was supposed to be the whole weekend, and we went, and it took. We set up. <laughs> And then, and then we all got so fucking wasted that we just had to come back home the next day, bro, and tear down. Like, oh, um, one of them overnight trips, hey, huh? One of the best camping trips of my life, though. It's dude, crazy. I think it'd be fun to take a little trip. I haven't been camping all year this year, dude. I'm kind of disappointed. That but, would be dope. And I think I'm at the tail end now because fucking August is football. Football means we're going to be weekends at, at the field. Yeah. You know, we were just there yesterday. Um, you know, you got just everything gets busy again, the kids and shit, dude. So I don't know if I missed an opportunity to go camping this year. I'm trying to get pops to go up, you know, maybe, maybe end of August, early September or something during the week, but shit just gets a little difficult with, with, with work and family and having to do everything that we have to do. Yeah. Realistically for me, it would either have to be 
you know, next next summer and enjoying it or enjoying the camp or the the mountains when it's nice and snowy and it's a whole different scenery. You that know would what I mean? be bad. So that that may be what's in store for for the family this winter. But for right now, bro, it's football, football, football. I just had my little getaway. You know what I mean? It was great. You got deported. Great people, yeah, bro. You know. <laughs> INS is a lot more friendly than you would think, you know. They put you up in a nice resort. We had some tacos and some tequila. It's like, nah, bro, it was beautiful, bro. Cancun was beautiful. Yeah. Other than uh, Montezuma's Revenge, that wasn't very I heard about I heard it got all y'all. Well, not all y'all, but I know, like, Frank. It it tore me and and DJ down one day. We we lost a whole day of vacation to it. Oh, so it was while you guys were out there? Oh, yeah. It was for me and DJ. It was while we were out there. Um, we were actually supposed to go to Escaret and that didn't end up happen, happening. We had more of a, of a excursion in the bathroom. You know what, you know what sucked, bro, is if you're on your flight back Oh yeah, and yeah. then it says, Hey, there was a few people. No, 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 no. There was a few people dealing with that. I'm telling you, if I was on the flight back, bro, I probably would have had to stay. Cause like <laughs> it was projectile from. Everywhere and it just wasn't a very good scene. But didn't you know not to drink up. the water down there? I knew after that. Did you not drink that? You know, eat the ice. You know, it's the <laughs> it's the water. It's the the fruit. It's just anything when you go anywhere else. You just you're not immune to some of the bacteria that you may be exposed to. It's, that butt guy, that you know gut I mean? biome's real, bro. But it was beautiful, bro. Like. You know, it's a lot more pricey than you think, too. You know, yeah. just because you're going to an all-inclusive resort don't mean that you're not going to go into town. Oh, they include that price. <laughs> don't, don't mean you're going to break bread. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything. But I'd do it again in a heartbeat, bro. We were with good people. It was fun. My family enjoyed it. My kids enjoyed it. What's all the, up? All the families that were with us enjoyed it. It was, it was a good time, bro. And, you know, it was beautiful. The weather, it was a little hot. A little the, hot. The moisture was crazy, but... You know, Humid, huh? Yeah, bro. Other than that, it was, it was beautiful. Um, we missed out on fishing as well. Uh, here shout we out, go. Shout out, shout out to our boy, Zach G. Um, I know had, Zach G out there because that boy a real angler. Bro, well, the thing is, is we had just missed out on the money from Escaret and DJ. We had given him the medication to kind of get him right. Okay. Who slept from 3, <laughs> 3 p.m. Slept that shit off. Until the next day, bro. And... When they were booking the fishing trip, I was like, I don't want to commit more money and then lose money that I don't have because I just lost out on Escaret. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't do it, but they had a good time. It was beautiful. The pictures he sent were beautiful, but it was great, bro. That's what's up, dude. I mean, you know, it sucks that you missed out on the fishing, but maybe we'll get you out here fishing. Yeah, maybe. You know, because you guys keep playing with me, acting like I ain't empathy. I've been fishing. Acting like I won't go out there and start Doing the That'd be dope. Thing, That'd be like, dope. I don't think. Like, damn, look at this dude had it in him from the get go. It's it, just, you know, sometimes. Well, there's a lot of things you've had in you. But. Pause. <laughs> pause. Damn, I should have paused it. I didn't even realize I did that to myself. Hey, that's a good one. I missed that. But, uh, no, nah, man, I went up I went up yesterday, dude. I woke up in the morning and was like, I'm going to go hit it up. Shout out to Matt over there at the Canyon Fly Shop, bro. He, he turned me on to a little spot. He turned you on, did he? <laughs> you <laughs> fucking dickhead. Right um, turned me on to a spot. Not turned me on, but he turned me on to. There's a difference there. Mm-hmm. Difference between having something versus, okay? Mm-hmm. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> but, uh, man, I must caught about it. I hooked in about a dozen fish yesterday. Um, it was a great learning experience, too, because I was only there a couple hours. But, like, 
Um, I couldn't land. I couldn't land the first like four or five, six fish. Dude, they just kept. They, I get to a certain point, and they hop off and um, kind of started working my technique, thinking in my head what they've told me before to do, and kind of uh, kept that that rod a little bit higher and, and let them fight a little bit longer. And slowly after that, dude, I just started landing them. So it was dope. It was good. Good little. Uh, you know, it, it's always fun to see yourself grow. And, and you know, we teach the kids, you know, and we see it when we coach kids, like, all of a sudden when the shit clicks to them, and they're like, oh, okay, that's what I'm supposed to That's yeah. what it was with me yesterday, bro. Like, literally, like, I've been told a bunch of times to, to do it a certain way and, you know, just for whatever reason, habits, you know, you know, thinking that I can power this little fish. And, nah, man, you got to use the technique, especially with barbless hooks and shit. You got to use the technique, bro. And I started landing them. I was excited, bro. Foul in the water, too. You did kind of. I like I, I tripped and fell back, and so I sat in the water. So I had some of the water going inside of my inside of my waders, and I got I had a little wet ass. So now that river's like low tide. No, I didn't suck up all the water out like you. Like, my asshole don't got suction like yours, bud. No, but it's just like, like no, like no, Moses no, no. It was like the slowest fucking fall ever, dude. It was like, oh shit, I'm falling, <laughs> I'm falling, and I just wasn't uh, athletic enough to keep myself from falling and sitting in the water. So. Hey man, speaking of athletic enough, we we uh, football's back in the swing of things, and and you know it's all preseason. That's what today's about. That's what the season has been about up to this point. It's preseason for us too, right? Yep. And and uh, so since I've been back, I checked out Coach Art's team. They had a scrimmage against the Thoroughbreds. You know they started off a little bit slow, but then they got things going. And I'll tell you what, mid season man, when they get it going, that team's gonna be something to deal Hell with. Yeah. So shout out to Coach Art and all his boys for working. His coaching staff is amazing. You know, they're sending the right message to these kids. They're positive, and they're making sure that we're not no, for no BS. Yep. We perform on the field. That's what we do, yep. you know, and and that's a great message, and I'm glad he has those guys on his staff because that's, that's what we're trying to build over here. And then, you know, we had our little thing yesterday, and, and <laughs> to be honest, bro, like, we it was a rough day for us. You know, there was a lot of things that we got to clean up obviously and there was a lot of obvious good things that we've seen too but you know we went against three of really good football teams yeah in my opinion you know so shouts out to all those guys we went against the wolverines you know we went against the wild county bears and the thoroughbreds and and you know those are all top teams in my opinion in the state at their respected uh in their respected leagues or whatever level they play at but you know uh it was a great great turnout you know shout out to demonte thomas for putting that on um you know he's he's someone who's trying to give back to the community and and build up football the right way and you know nothing but respect for him and what he's doing and nothing but respect for all the other coaches that we seen yesterday because they came out and there was good things and bad things for them too yeah you know what i mean so it was good it was good work man it was good work it, you know i know um for me personally, the offense didn't go the way I wanted it to go, but um, it was definitely an opportunity to see what kids can play where. Um, you know, you don't always get to find out in practice. Some kids are gamers versus just like, you know, practice gods. You know, you yeah. got kids that are practice gods that will tear it up in practice, get to a game and be sharp uh, and tissue. And then you get kids that just, you know, for whatever reason, they're, they're I won't call them lazy, but for whatever reason, they don't do as well in practice. And then you get them in a game situation and it just – you know, natural ability takes over at that point. So um, I think there's a lot to learn from from our failures. And, you know, I didn't get a chance to say it yesterday, but I always say it. And, you know, we, we always say it that, you know, losses aren't losses, they're lessons. So mm-hmm. um, we'll take, you know, we'll take some of the lessons that we learned yesterday. It was great to get that touchdown against the the, uh, the, the Broomfield team at the end there. 
Um, it was nice to get that little touchdown, Samuel uh, doing his thing and, and, and showing good vision, cutting back against the grain and, and, and you know, mm-hmm. working hard, man. It's it, This is what we're trying to do, man. We're trying to get them in, in game-like situations and these little ra- uh, round-robin scrimmages were a great opportunity to get them in game-like situations against multiple teams. And I was telling some of the kids on the sideline yesterday, like, you know, I know these results don't matter to to us so much. We're, we're getting good work out here. We want to get out there and score. We want to get out there and, and, and try to win the scrimmages. But the best part about the scrimmages is, is just now you get to hit somebody else. You ain't got to hit each other. We've been spending the last couple of weeks kind of going up against each other and, and competing with each other and to get out there in and, 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 and the preseason style environment and be able to hit somebody else before our first game is, is good to get them jitters out. Yeah, and it's also good to get some of the kids who maybe been missing a few practices or, you know, are just new to the football game, seeing that element. You know what I mean? Getting hit for the first time and kind of saying, okay, I can either yep. deal with this or – I'm going to shy away from it because we have to see that too so that way we know where to develop each kid at. You know, yep. each kid develops at a different pace, but you all have to go through the same thing, right? The same development every single year you start back at day one, you know what I mean? And you work your way forward. Um, <clears throat> so we got a lot of good things to do um, with these guys and, and, and a lot of things that, you know, we're going to build off of because mm-hmm. there were some good things there. Shout out to, you know, Edward for playing hard all day. You know, we get tail back. He's going to, He's going to be that piece that we add to the backfield. You know, shout out to Samuel, bro, playing both sides of the field yeah. and and playing great at safety, to, to be honest. You know, he cleaned up a lot of tackles back there for us. He was flying all over the field. You know, shout out to the to the line. You know, I know it was a little rough. They were seeing blitzes that we haven't really even worked on yet. Yeah. And, you know, they were, they were adjusting. You know, they we had to move some pieces around. And, you know, DJ played all over the line. He did what he was supposed to do. And, and, you know, Matthias, you know, got into his groove towards the end. And, and Jordan and, and Princeton got into their groove at the end, too. So Jordan you know, and Princeton were working that double team real they, well on that were, on that backside so that we were hitting. There, there was a lot of good yeah. things to, to yeah. pull out of that whole day. You know, even our smaller corners, you know, they were they were a little bit timid. They were a little bit confused on where they had to be. You know, right. But once they kind of got into the mix, you know, they were fighting off the block, containing that edge and making plays. You know, there were there still some work to do for sure well and i even think as as me as a coach like it gave me an opportunity to understand some things that i need to work on just whether it be my prep whether it be um some of my thoughts on how i do certain things within within the game you know it was it's preseason for everybody it's preseason for the for the for the parents i made a joke to to syria and them over there because they're 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 messing with the camera and I was yeah. like, oh, preseason for the camera crew, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, and shout out to them for filming for us. Hell yeah. Now we got stuff to really watch and break down because in the, the heat of the game, you miss a lot. Yeah. You know, we've seen a lot. Yeah. We miss a lot, too, Well, I mean, so. sometimes you think you see a certain thing in, in the heat of the moment, in the heat of action, and then you get a chance to go break down film and you realize, oh, shit, I shouldn't have yelled at that kid because it wasn't necessarily his fault right there. He was doing what he was supposed to do. Or, you know, there's always a little little – wrinkle here or there that you don't sure. necessarily see on the field because you know it's especially where we're at on the field you know kind of behind the action it's not easy to see everything you know and you, you're watching the action and I almost almost dude I almost shoulder checked a kid yesterday by myself out of just like reflex mm-hmm. <laughs> I might have been a little too close and, and the play spilled over into the backfield and the kid was running right toward me and I seen him out the corner of my eye and I 
did one of these numbers, <laughs> and uh, he brushed off the front of me. Thankfully, he didn't run into me, dude, because it would have looked like I shoulder-checked him, like if I was laying a block out there. Um, so I just want to make sure. Coach out on the, on the pill back. <laughs> dude, it looked like oh, I was, yeah. bro. And, and the messed up part of the play was, you know, Away about ten yards away from it from us, so it would have been one of those. Uh, <laughs> dude, it looked horrible on film. I know it would have. Yeah, no, and yeah, <laughs> man, there's a lot of good things, bro. Like a lot of good things. You know, we got a lot of new kids too that yeah. that still need the development, and that's what I was clear with parents on is like, I'm not gonna put your kid in a position to get hurt. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, if, they, if they don't fundamentally know how to tackle, I can't ethically put them out there to play. Yeah. I'll give them a few plays here and there, but I'm not going to put them in a situation where they're going to get hurt, especially against some of the teams we've seen yesterday. Yeah. You know, those kids have been playing for a few years. So well, that, a new kid out there, you're putting them on an island. Really. And that's kind of what I was preaching to the kids a little bit. Like, just be patient, guys. Like, this isn't even our first game. We're getting a look, trying to figure out what some of y'all can do, you know. Yeah. Let, give, it, you know give us some time. I know you want to run the ball. I know you want to get in. It, you know, everyone wants – there's one football. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to run it, catch it, and throw it. Like, no one wants to not do that. That's that's the glory, right? But, you know, explaining to them that sometimes our role in the team dictates us do something that maybe isn't the most glamorous thing to do, mm-hmm. but it's also the right thing to do. Um, you're the best suited to do that, and that's something that they should take pride in. Like, if you're best suited to be, to be able to get out there on the edge because you're quick and you're able to pull – Dude, that's that's not a slight at at that kid. That's not, hey, you're a pulling guard or you're a, you're a, a offensive lineman. Like that's what you got to be. No, nah, man, you got to take pride in the fact that you're the first line of defense. You're the first line of protection, right? Um, when you're when you when I designate a pulling guard, I try to find somebody that's you know quicker, lighter on their feet, but yet very strong, you know, very savvy in, uh, in offensive line skill because, dude, that's what you need out there in open space. When you're when you're pulling, you're not necessarily going up against tackles, defensive tackles, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the, the biggest person you're going against is a defensive end, but you're going against shifty cornerbacks, shifty defensive linebackers, uh, linebackers shifty safeties, and you got to be able to be, be able to block them, even if it's just getting hands on them real quick and then getting in the way you know and, and and being able to do that requires a certain you know certain touch of athleticism and i don't i don't think it should be looked at in, in a negative light man I, I as a that's an offensive lineman speaking though but you know it's an honor to be able to protect your quarterback and open up holes for your running back and to know that the whole game is built off of your back yeah and regardless of that right it's all about availability yeah. Football, any sports is about availability. You have to make yourself available when called on, when needed, and do what the the what is necessary for the betterment of the team. You know what I mean? This yeah. isn't an individual sport, bro. This is a team sport. So it's all about like being versatile and being ready when called upon and making sure that you're laser focused to where you can pick up multiple positions in play. It's especially it, shout out to Mason. Let's talk about Mason. Yo, little Mason, you know, my dude. Mason is a kid who's been new to our team, right? A couple years, um, but ever since day one, he's been laser focused. He's here. He loves football. He wants to learn, and he plays multiple positions. So with the running back out. There, it makes perfect sense to put him in there, even though that may not be where he plays all season, yeah. right? He's probably low on the depth chart when it comes to that position, but he knows the plays. Yeah. He does what's asked of him, and he listens. And when we're trying to develop 
chemistry in the backfield. We need somebody who can do yep. those things. And 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 when we move him from that position, someone who's not going to say, well, I thought I was running back or, you know what I mean? Like, he's unselfish, man. That kid is – I just love that kid, bro. Yeah, like, he's so, a great kid, dude. You know, how versatile he's he's been and, and where he lands up might end up being on the line helping blocking or yeah. in, in a tight end position or maybe not even on the offense side of the ball. You know what I mean? Dude, so, I think I threw him at receiver yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I mean, I just think he's he's he, – a lot of people – can learn from someone like that right yeah and you you kind of mentioned it on friday you know you're like hey you know do, just just focus on doing your job and you said it it's not an individual game it's a team sport you got to be individually ready for what the team wants you to do you know what i'm saying you got to be able to, to to be able to know your assignment and maybe the guy next to you and behind you's assignment as well uh, i think that's the best the best way to be the best football player you could be is to know everyone's job on the field, right? And then do your job, but know everyone's job because that way you're not looking, you know, if somebody doesn't pick up, you know, a, a blitzing linebacker, you, you have a better, you're better equipped to understand who and why, who, who missed that assi assignment and why, you yeah. know what I mean? And, or on the flip side, when you're lined up and you see that approach, you know your assignment, you know the person to the left to use assignment, and you can talk to each other and be like, hey, 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 this is what we got to do real quick because this linebacker's blitzing. Right? We're, you have to pick up the black backer. I'll pick up this, 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 you know, this defensive tackle. Or so. just, just for an example. But, you know, just, you got you to gotta be able to know multiple positions on the field so that you can instruct and help each other and, and be a great teammate. Yeah, for sure. Man, it, it was fun, though. You know, we got a lot of work to do. And we got a lot of work in yesterday, but I guarantee you one thing's for sure, two things for certain. We're going to be ready week one. You know, the thing is, if we would have went out there and just blew the doors off everything, um, we as coaches would have said still found things that we need to work on. Mm, definitely. Right? But maybe your 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 kids on the team, they don't uh, see the urgency as much, right? Oh, we were so good against these teams. You know, there's nothing There's nothing like humble pie. See, and that's the difference, what you just said, bro. I'm glad you said that because a lot of coaches can take from that, right? Because that's the difference between coaches who are really there for the development and the betterment of the players and coaches who are there just to win, right? Because, of course, we love to win. We're competitive, yeah. and our, we are there to win. That's what we're here for, yeah. right? I've said it many times. We are coming. Yeah. I'm taking Dion's slogan, we're coming. <laughs> but the the bottom line is, bro, is even if we do good, we're going to find what we need to do better. Yep. Right? We're going to always try to have continuous improvement. Right? If, you, if you're a defensive end and you're getting to the quarterback and you're just getting sacks and you get there in four or three seconds, I'm going to tell you get there in two. Yeah. If you get there in two, I'm saying, well, let's get there in one. You know what I mean? Like it, – it, it's always about trying to make yourself better, trying to find out what is be the best for the team, moving kids around, finding kids and finding their homes and really where they're suited and, and, and they put, bring value to the team. At. That's right. So I don't know, man. It, it's fun. I'm glad it's back. I'm glad I'm back. Well, you know the weeks are going to go by. Quick. Dude, they're going to go by. It, it's... It's like anything else these days, bro. And I, when I was younger, I never believed it. But they used to always say, the older you get, the faster time goes. And, mm. dude, like, it's it just flying by now. It I is. mean, my boys are getting big. Like, just, you know, the team. is. I see some of these kids, and I'm like, shit, man, we're getting older. You know? So, you know, before you know it, we'll be at the end of the season. And my only hope is that we're better our last day of the season, wherever that ends up being. I hope we're a better team, and we should be a better team than we were 
the very, very first day of the season when we stepped on yesterday in the, in the scrimmages. And that's the goal, right? Always to get better, chase, chase, which chase, <laughs> chase perfection, fall to greatness. I was like, Jeez, man. I couldn't get it out yeah. that time. I was like, spit it out, never going to be perfect, but we're going to chase it and yeah. gonna fall to being great. That's just what we do. Man, you know, it was great. It was kind of, I don't know. It was great for me. It, I mean, it was. It, it was, was great for boxing that the fight happened. Well anticipated. We talked about it for too long, and then we finally got it. Spence and Crawford, bro, it went down. So I know we were a little, we were a couple weeks behind. You know, last week we 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 didn't get together. I let uh, let me and Dom had things, but um, yeah, Spence Crawford. Yeah, we got to talk about it because we've been waiting for this person. We've been so. hyping this thing up so. since since November when we thought it was happening. Got wooed. You know, um, so yeah, I definitely got to talk about Spence Crawford. What was your thoughts on the fight, man? I know man, I called it a great fight because, you know, personally, I was like that the guy I picked won, so it's a great fight. But no, nah, listen, it was a, it was, I would say it was a great fight too. I was just giving you a little bit of grief um, because it wasn't great in the sense where it was like, you know, a Barrera, you know, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't one of those ones, them wars, right? But what it was was a clinic. Yeah, boy, but is that dude? In case anybody forgot, anybody doubted him, he's that dude, bro. Yeah, I mean Spence is good, and and I hope that he's good to bounce back, be completely healthy, and, and you know everything's good with him because you know I've seen a lot of different stories. Yeah, that's everyone trying to like encourage him to retire, and he had you know all kinds of things, all kinds of speculation. You, you know, with his old accident and his eye and everything like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I seen that, yeah, man. Bro, but uh, you know, hope so. Hopefully, nothing but good wishes for him. He bounces back as quick as possible, and he comes back better and ready to to hopefully get a rematch in there and make it a little bit more of a fight, bro. But Bud was just picking him apart, from what I can tell, bro. It was kind of hard for me to tell because <laughs> we had to watch it on my twelve inch <laughs> iPad um, in my hotel room back in Mex. We got we got wooed. Speaking of being wooed, I got wooed again <laughs> on this fight, bro. So the sports bar inside of our resort was supposed to have the fight. I went early in the morning, talked to the guy. He's like, yeah, my friend, we're going to have the fight here tonight. So we went to dinner, and then my boy Zach G went to go check on the fight. And the dude's like, oh, bro, we got some fights, but they're like ESPN Plus <laughs> fights. They weren't ready to fight. So. He said, yes, my friend, we're going to have a fight, but it's going to be the two people in the back. Yeah, so I told him, I said, you know what? Let's just. I'm going back to the room. I'm going to put it on the iPad. We're going to watch it. The iPad was letting me stream Netflix, cast Netflix to the TV, but for some reason it would not let me cast the fight. <laughs> so we had to watch. We were all hovered. I mean, all of us, bro, were hovered oh, in my in my in my room over the twelve inch iPad watching Bud put on a clinic, and it was impressive on the iPad. Yeah, I should so, put all your phones on and turn and put them all together and shit. You could have made one big giant screen. Yeah, I could have only noted like. Just if I were to watch that on my screen at the crib, it would have really been like bad to see for Spence. Honestly, in my opinion, it, I mean, he was getting tagged. He was definitely getting tagged. Um, he couldn't do nothing dude, with Bud it. Bud was just and but his 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 punches also just seemed like nothing, right? Like to Bud. Well, like, and that and there were a lot of people were were, were pointing out. You know, maybe he was dehydrated. He had the look of being dehydrated because he had to cut weight, and that's a whole nother. Like a whole other conversation in, in in the whole deal, man. Because that shit's dangerous, and you know sometimes fighters aren't their best when they're when they're cutting weight. But I mean, 
That being minutes. said, you had the time, man. Like you had the time for this fight. Like be ready, and he looked. I mean, he looked fit. He looked ready. Yeah, and you, you do this. Like I don't want to hear none of that, bro. Like just give credit when the credit is due because you got your ass whooped. What did Mike Tyson say? Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Well, yep. Spence had the plan, and that second round when he got dropped, bro, I knew it was like, God dang, that was quick, and you know. Um, he just had a different look in his face after that. It was kind of like the the the, uh, the Garcia tank fight where yeah. when Ryan got hit, at least Spence and tasted that power. Yeah, at least Spence, you know. Oh, Spence was a warrior. Spence warrior, bro. Spence was a war, and that's what made the fight great. Was that he was he not once did he like back down or did he like you I, know? I honestly thought they were gonna stop it early though. Yeah, like from what I was seeing, bro, and knowing where like boxing has kind of gotten to. Yeah, like with with you know CTE and everything and all these head traumas. I just thought I was like, this dude, he just looks like he's taking a beating, bro. They're gonna stop it soon, like. You see the you see the meme of of you know the Martin meme where where Martin's face is all beat up and they they said that was Earl Spence after the fight, bro. He was tagged and, and Crawford didn't even look like he dude, sparred. Bud barely looked like he broke a sweat, bro. It yeah. was it was wild, dude. Nah, he's that dude, bro. You better start putting respect on his name, you know. And I I hear fighters saying they can do this with him, they can do that with him. I'll see. Do you think we'll they run see. it back? They have like thirty days to, from the day of the fight to initiate the the rematch clause regardless of how situation i don't know if it's a good idea for spence okay like i think spence i mean you know obviously if spence comes back and does his thing and 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 wins the fight and then we got a trilogy and we're talking a whole different story right but if he gets back in that ring with him again and loses again in that fashion, it's bad for his his it's legacy. Bad for his his legacy and his his career. You know, yeah. I think maybe the rematch. You know, as much as we were anticipating the original fight, maybe the rematch doesn't need to happen right away. There was there was people saying that uh, he should fight Ryan Garcia now, being that they both <laughs> lost. You know, Ryan Garcia lost. Today. I think he beat the shit out of Ryan Garcia. I think he'll whoop the shit out of Ryan, especially Garcia. after seeing what, what see Ryan did against Tank. Tank Fight in Crawford or something. Uh, yeah, on, like come on, bro, come on. I, I like Tank, man. I don't, I, dude. I think, like you say, Bud's that dude. He's him. I, I, he's he's definitely that dude. A pound for pound, the best. And you know, you have to agree with it. it, it it's hard to argue after what you just seen him do. Um, you had a week later, Jake Paul and Nate Diaz throwing throwing him things. Yeah, you bro, watch that one. I did watch it, and that wasn't quite as good of a fight. You know what I mean? That was not a great fight, <laughs> but <laughs> but it was also still a clinic. Well, you know, what's dope though is Nate. Nate was clearly outclassed. He was, you he, know, and he's, he's a, a fighter soldier, though, bro. bro. He's, he's a fucking he he's a, a warrior, soldier, dude. Right. That dude was banging to the very end, even giving a run at it a couple of times. There's a couple of rounds where he kind of gave a run at it, you know, and um, you know. Shout out to Jake Paul for what he's doing, and if he's real about getting into the into the cage with with Nate in an MMA fight, yeah, sign me up. Um, yo, they were saying I was telling you this off air. They were saying that that Nate made twenty million off of this fight. That's crazy, bro. and that's more than he's made combined in the UFC. That's crazy, and and you know what you just said. But shout out to the Paul brothers in general. Yeah, what they're doing, like. You know, I know there's a lot of people who hate what they're doing and, and say that they're making a mockery of the sport and, and things like that. But in, in all honesty, bro, like, I think they're bring, bringing a lot of attention back to the sport yeah. that we've lost. 
You know what I mean? That's yeah. been overshadowed by other sports. You know what I mean? And now they're including other sports. And now well, he's going to take it into potentially into the cage where he's going to get choked out. <laughs> like at the end of the fight too, right? Diaz was like, I had you with the I had you with the rear naked or something. He told him twice, like, yeah. I, I could have had you, bro. If it I was going to choke you out, dog. Like, come on. Well, you know, a fighter, bro. Like, he's. You, you said he's bringing awareness back to the sport, right? Like, they're, they're helping bring. Um, you're getting uh, other promotions to step their shit up and put together these mega fights that are supposed to happen. The Crawford uh, Spence fights, the the Tank Garcia uh, Tank versus Garcia fights. You're getting people to actually, you know, put these fights together instead of just you know handpicking opponents. And then it's putting pressure on the boxers. Like, yo, these reality stars are looking better than you guys. Are putting better fights on you guys, making mega bucks. And and y'all don't want no taste of that. Like you guys don't want this. Like what what? So it puts a little pressure on everyone else, man. To kind of kind of step to the table with with some some realness, you know, and and to stop bullshitting and let's get these real good fights out here, man. And that's why I'm excited to see if if dude if Crawford fought Tank, cool, love it for boxing. Yeah. If ta- uh, if if uh, if um, if 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 uh, no 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 if Crawford fought. There was a one I saw that that he was saying to fight uh, Canelo at like oh, yeah. one sixty. You know what I mean? Cool. I, I don't. I think Canelo might be a little big for him at that weight, but whatever. You know, there's there's also people throwing shade at Crawford. I seen on, on Facebook. I forget the, the. I won't shout out the page, but they suggesting that uh, that Vada got to go see him. That he that he's juicing. Yeah. And and that was one of the arguments with the whole Tank Garcia uh, or the Tank Davis fight that it wouldn't happen because uh, Mayweather's all about Vada and getting them involved and that Crawford wouldn't want that noise and it's like dude sometimes you're just good yeah so and, and it's not like he hasn't been good his whole career forty and oh now my thing is do you think he tries to push it to fifty hey why not why not chase the dude that is the dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, in all honesty, I was going to ask you earlier, do you think, like, overall, like, where do you think he ranks up in the history of boxing? Not just with the current class that he's in, but, like, he's doing things that have never been done before. You know what I mean? And he's not done yet. So, like, we talk about the Mayweathers. We talk about all these great fighters Where's he at in that conversation? Um, I mean, you would have to say he belongs somewhere in the conversation for sure. He doesn't have to feel like a like a guest in terms of you know rating um, rating his position in, in in within that that one forty to one forty seven range. Um, he's been great for a long time. He's unified two different bout groups now. You know, was the one forties and one forty sevens. You know, I th- I think, man, I think he's he. It's it's hard to say in that division because there's so many, dude. The welterweight division historically has has been great. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it that's one of the one of the greatest divisions in boxing historically, bro. You know, but you got to envision top fifteen, top ten. Yeah, in that in that and, and you know, and he, I, yeah, he has I, an argument anyway. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think what he's done up to this point is very very impressive. Right and can get him in the top ten conversation, nope. just based off what he's done. But when he's finished, it could be really, really like historic, in my opinion. Like and that, he can he can break everybody's records and and everything like that. Like you said, at fifty, you know. That's the thing. It's going to be is what it's going to be like. What it's what is it going to look like when he's done? 
Yeah. Because when he's done, you know, he may he may go out to that 50 you know. He you know, we never thought the Spence Crawford fight was going to happen. There might be big fights that are going to happen that we didn't think that would happen. Maybe he does fight Canelo. Maybe he beats Canelo. You know what I mean? Like it, it starts it starts to it, it, not just in his weight class where does he rank all time, but overall boxers, overall boxing where does he rank all time? And you you start having these fights and winning the fights that he has, you start putting yourself in them conversations, and and you know it's not blasphemy; it's it's justifiable that you're in those kind of conversations. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you bring up Canelo. Canelo has another big fight on his hands that he has to worry about. Yeah, he does. You know what I mean? Because Charo, he, no he, joke, man. Yeah, he ain't getting in with nobody that's just gonna let him beat him up on a single de mile. You know what I mean? And now it's in September. Yeah, you know what Mexican I mean? Independence and Day. Mexican Independence Day. It's gonna be a big fight in Mexico. I guarantee you, I would have been able to watch that one at the resort. Oh, I guarantee <laughs> they had that shit working fine. Yeah, we'd watched it on the beach on the big screen. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? But Canelo has. Jamal Charlo. Yep, Jamal Charlo's legit, bro. He's he's also one who can be the truth, bro, and he's coming for for that exactly. He's not shying away from any conversation. Tyson picked Canelo, and and you know Charlo's like whatever, bro. Like pick who you pick. We'll see. Yeah, we're gonna find out in September. I'm gonna beat him, and then I'm gonna beat whoever else you say is the best. So we talk about Crawford. Like, will their lines ever? Mix if we put Canelo in that mix, if he beats Canelo, now what are we talking about? You know, there's a whole possibility of things. A lot of things change, especially the way fighters just bounce around and they're able to just go from one weight to the other, bro. It's impressive and it's it's also remarkable to see. You know what I mean? No, there's another one uh, that they were talking about. Bud fighting was Jamal Mm -hmm. uh, Charlo, which. Yes, please. Yeah. Like, let's do it. Sign it up. The fact that, dude, the fact that these dudes' names are getting brought up, like uh, these big time boxer names are getting brought up, like, let's go. I'm, yeah. I'm all about it, dude. Because if, if you wanna, if you wanna improve the sport, that's, that's the best way to do it. And I know, I know, Canelo has his eyes on, on, on another, on another fight with Bivol, but he doesn't seem like he wants to go to 175 to make that fight happen. Mm-hmm. He wants to have that catch weight, yeah. you know. So, all right, just stay and, f- and fuck with the Charlo brothers, man. Stay and, and see what you can do down there at super middleweight, and you know. At this point, man, just I want to see some exciting fights, bro. Let's let's get it popping. Yeah, and that that set the tempo off right, right. And now we're gonna go into the latter end of the year. Hopefully, Canelo and Charlo's amazing, and then we'll see what the first the first quarter of the year has to bring. Yo, we're gonna clip and cut these shitty fights and get these good ones in. Mm-hmm. And speaking of clipping and cutting. Shout out to our folks over there at Cutthroat Barbers and Anglers on 38th and Pierce in Wheat Ridge. AJ the Chef leads a team of excellent barbers providing all the latest cuts in men's men's hair fashion. The fellas at Cutthroat take the art of barbering to the next level. They've got a chair open for you. Actually just opened up a fourth chair, a fourth station over there. So make sure you go check out cocutthroat.com and book yourself a service. Shout out to AJ and his team over there. They're killing it, doing an amazing job. Just recently on on Channel Seven News. Um, also, shout out to the Canyon Fly Shop, which is also inside there. Man, I was there the other day buying some flies and, and visiting Matt over there, getting some knowledge, man. And uh, dude walks in the front door. He's like, "Oh my god, it's a barber shop." He's like, "Yeah." He was also looking for the fly shop. It's in the back. It was like one stop shop, man. Yeah, it is. For me as a fisherman, love it, bro. It's dope, even if you're not really a fisherman, right? Because I went in there and got my cut before Mexico and. 
Yeah, he was from, saying he talked to you. From when we did our original pod over there yeah. to now, bro, yeah. it's night and day. And I'm just like, damn, bro, this is cool. You, yeah. you love to see good people, bro, your, yeah. your friends, like, just succeeding bro dude i was telling aj that exact it's clicking for him bro and i'm so happy for him i couldn't be any happier and you know if you're in the neighborhood if you're in wheat ridge stop by bro have a good conversation get a good cut you know what i mean buy you some flies buy you some equipment you know support local man there's a lot going on in that shop and you you need to find out what's there if you're not there then you're missing out yo dude uh, the canyon's doing a giveaway right now for their customers they're giving away a bunch of cool shit so if you go in there sign up for that um you can win yourself this really nice uh, catch cam net a couple shirts couple hats just a bunch of swag dude so it's it's pretty dope man like a dozen flies so uh yo the the wife he probably hates it because aj got you hooked bro (laughs) well she see no pun intended but he got him hooked because hey i've always been been a fisherman though i've always loved fishing but now i got another way to go fishing dude and i'm just like yo it's a whole different a whole different world to me not only that though right now you're he got you hooked on the fishing because he knows that's how he gets you but now you're also you know enjoying those great conversations in the chair yeah i'll be club, there friday you know what i mean getting i'll be there friday cut, getting cleaned up she likes when i go to the shop and get cut up because i come back very handsome like yeah so maybe that's when i should like buy all my fishing equipment yeah go get my cut get my fishing equipment Don't and then it. then she's like oh you got some new stuff Don't oh look at your hair love, look at bro. your come hey on. hey sal is very understanding bro mm-hmm. she i'm sure she is but right, don't, don't push me, your luck don't make me get her a fly rod too bro because once i get her hooked too once you you know you know what they say about people that fish together they eat fish together oh I don't know what the fuck they said. <laughs> Shout out to, to Cutthroat Barbers in England. Shout out to the Canyon Fly Shop, cocutthroat.com, canyonflyshop.com, man. We appreciate you guys, man, with nothing but love. Go listen to the podcast last week, uh, our last episode yep. with uh, with Matt and Jalen and AJ. AJ sat in as a, as a little special guest host, man. And, and dude, I'm telling you, the, the, the spot looks great. But yep. looking back, man, football season's here. You know, yes. we're talking about us, but now preseason's going to full swing. Dom's all swagged up. Who you rocking? Crosby. Little, little, you know, little Crosby. You oh, know, I thought you maybe were in a throwback. You know, nah. You know, I got to support Crosby, man. The way he works, he, he's he's a coach's guy. He's bro. that dude, bro. He puts in that work. He wants to be the best in the league. Amazing Not story. for him, but for everybody. Yep. I like that he wears 98 and, you know, in a league now where you can wear single digits on the defensive line, 98, 99s, and 90 numbers. There were some classic defensive lineman numbers, bro. Mm-hmm. All the best ones wore those numbers. Yeah, no, for sure, bro. He is definitely a gamer. We got brought in Marcus Peters, you know what I mean? Like, we're we're trying to rectify that defensive side of the ball, bro. Get it where it needs to be because that's been our Achilles heel. For years, you mentioned Achilles Hill. What you think about some of these injuries that happened during the oh during God, the preseason? Jalen Ramsey for the Dolphins going out, you know that that and, was looking hopeful. You know, and it's been rough for Denver, bro. I feel bad for him. You know what I mean? Because it's been rough. They've been having dudes go down left and right. Uh, Tim Patrick pulled out his Achilles. Yeah, and you know you hate to see that, regardless of what team you root for. I mean, at least me, anyway. Well, someone dude, who respects the game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you hate to see players go down. You hate dude to see working his way back. And like, not only is it a game, bro, but this is how they feed their family. So, yo. you know, hopefully everybody who's injured. I know there's some season-ending in, injuries already. You know, but hopefully they're able to 
recoup and recover and you know do whatever they do with their therapy and 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 start that process sooner rather than later so that way they can get back doing what provides for their families well man you know with with nfl preseason starting you get the games going on you see you know aaron Rodgers and the jets you know what they're gonna do you kind of get us going into fantasy, which will maybe what next episode do a little fantasy episode, yep, put right. something together so that we can we can wrap fantasy with the folks. Um, but you also have free agents still on the board, man. You still have some really good talent on the board. Um, what what do you make out of Dalvin and Dalvin Cook and uh, Jadavion Clowney still being on the board? Man, first of all, we we almost it's almost getting to the point. Where we have to take a moment of silence for running backs, dude. It's a dying position, but it's a most it's a valuable position. I just don't get it, bro. Like, I know the wear and tear on them, and and, and what they what happens to their bodies, and and you know the revolving door that goes around the running back position. But it, it's it's probably the the one position that tran- transitions over some of the easiest from college to NFL, and that's probably why it's it's dying because. The fact that you can just take a kid you draft for three or four years and pay him, you know, a fraction of what you would pay, you know, what the best running backs in the league and perhaps have him hit. I mean, look at Josh Jacobs, you know, what he was getting paid on his rookie deal, you know, and it's not it's not peanuts, but it's not Zeke's money. It's not Dalvin money for a guy that's giving you the, the you know, just last year is the leading rusher in the league. And it's consistently been a really good rusher. You know, you get them guys on them contracts, you're able to do more things. But then at, at a certain point, you're like, well, do I just pay him or do I just go draft another one? Because the hit rate's so, so high. Yeah, it, it's crazy, bro, to see, like, some of these guys just not find homes, you know? Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott's still out there. Yeah, like, they really, like, need to start valuing the running back position because there's too many guys who are great that don't have a home or – are currently locked into a contract that they're not happy with. Yeah. You know what I mean? You think about Jonathan Taylor. You brought up, you know, Josh Jacobs, and then you got Dalvin Cook, who, in my opinion, is still one of the top backs in the league, and he has no home. Do you think Jonathan Taylor gets traded? He's asked for he's so, asked for a trade. So I kind of had a Raider theory. Oh, God. Here we go with the Raider theories. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Raider Or a Raider wish. Okay, better, that sounds better. Better. But, you know, they the Raiders did start saying that they wanted to start talking to Josh Jacobs again to see where the market is, see what they can land. Okay. What if that's to see where he ranks himself financially in comparison to what Jonathan Taylor would cost us? And what if they start weighing the option of do we pay Josh Jacobs again? Or do we go after a guy like Jonathan Taylor and invest the money into him Bro, instead of Josh? That's bad business big time. And I think if you it go is bad business, but the NFL is full of bad business. Yeah, but what does that do to other players on your team when their when their contract comes up? Do they like the, do you get guys to fully buy into what you're doing if you go about it doing it that way? Like if you got because I would I would argue that Taylor and Jacobs are very comparable, and depending on who you talk to, some would favor Taylor more than Jacobs, mm-hmm. just slightly though. Yep. Right, I don't think it's I don't think it's Josh J or uh, Jonathan Taylor, and then by a wide shot jo- uh, Josh Jacobs. I would say they're really, really up there, really close. I'd love to see what their stats are, both of them, since coming out of college because they they've been in the league both what four years. 
Yeah. You know, I, I just think it sends a bad message to the locker room, bro. If you're like, hey, we're not willing to pay a guy that's already been here, bled, sweat, and, and, and you know, invested four years of his career with us, but we're going to go pay someone else's guy. Well, I completely agree with you. However, to me, behind the scenes, there might be already something going on. Because why it's haven't true. they signed him, it's bro? True. Like, there's been, you know, back and forth about him not happy with the way the situation happened with Carr. Well, he wasn't happy about and, uh, McDaniels and, last year. Yeah, his, his you know, his productivity that he brought to the team last year, typically it's what have you done for me lately type yeah. of scenario, right? Well, that's not the case in this case because last year he was the only really – him and Devontae Adams were the real reason why we were even talked about. Do you think that maybe the Raiders see last year as kind of an anomaly? I being do. that it was a contract contract year. He, I do. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option, and he has some extra motivation to go out there and get it. And so maybe franchise tagging him this year – to try to get one more great year out of him before moving on from him. No, I totally do because, you know, they've made other moves. You know what I mean? They're constantly still making moves on the back end. Um, we just brought in Damian Williams, you know, who's who's depth in the running back room. Yeah. But he's still a valuable back, you know what I mean? So they're bringing in pieces in case – Things don't happen, right? They also signed Darwin Thompson. He's another running back. So they're adding to the running back room. That you know sounds like I they're mean? hedging like, their bets for next year that he's going to be gone. That he's going to be gone, bro. So yeah. it doesn't – I mean, I think they are really preparing themselves for the future. It doesn't seem like they're invested in Josh Jacobs, which is sad to me because I think Josh Jacobs is valuable. Yep. I think he is one of the best running backs in the league. And why get rid of a guy who's one of the best if you already have him? Especially if you if you, if you you brought him up. Yeah. like It's what? not like he was – like you brought him in as a free agent after a couple years somewhere else. Like you drafted this guy. You invested the draft stock into him you invest the time into him and you've you know it's got to be a, a maybe a, a difference between him and mcdaniels or him and the staff yeah. that that you know ultimately is 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 leading to this maybe the writing's on the wall like you said and and, and jacobs knows it and he's not gonna sign the the, the deal unless he gets a, a long-term deal yeah you know and it worries me because this next draft we really should be focused on our future quarterback, you know, especially in case Aiden O'Connell doesn't really cut it. You know, I know he's doing things right now in camp. He's looking really good, but let's be honest, Jimmy Garoppolo is not the guy of the future. That's your future, that's your future star, bud. You know, he's not the guy of the future. He's not going to be around for much longer, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and, and, and with Garoppolo, we've seen it's it's just a matter of if of when, not if, yeah. you know, he's going to get injured because yeah. he's been injured often. I think he's been injured in almost every single season that he's played in. So, um, and that's that doesn't go away as you get older, you know, yeah. unless you do some crazy shit like Brady and completely redevelop your your whole lifestyle and stuff. But yeah, bro, it's been crazy. There's a lot of transactions. I mean, there was some games though too. I mean, there's more today. Yeah, more to come. Um, obviously, we had the Hall of Fame game. You know, which was great. Shout out to that Hall of Fame class. Shout out to Demarcus Ware, bro, for singing the national anthem in the Hall of Fame game. Boy, was getting it, and he did good job, bro. Like from being a NFL player to an NFL analyst to singing, like what more can he do? And now he's in Canton, dude. Like, I, I I love when I see like you every now and again, like NFL Today or or Fox Sports. They'll do you know on Sunday mornings they do these little stories and shit. Mm -hmm. I love seeing the stories about these guys and 
they have more going on. Like football does isn't we we see them as football players, but football isn't who define what defines them. They got so many more talents or so many more things that they're passionate about that they love doing, and it's awesome to see it because a lot of times you see them do shit and you're like, oh man, they got similar passions to what I got, and yeah. you know they're just normal people, bro. You, like they're not. They are, but at the same time, on the same token of that, it does really define them. So it's also cool in the aspect of seeing them be able to. The navigate life after football right because we know football consumes you right it is your life so when you take it away it's sometimes it's hard to manage bro yeah just for us as coaches you know what i mean and former players like it just totally controls you and consumes you so when you take it away it's really great to see guys channeling other talents and showcasing other talents and doing what they do, man. So shout out to DeMarcus Ware. Shout out to the whole Hall of Fame class. What a great class it was. You know, shout out to the NFL for kicking off the season. We're getting ready to start it out. Um, just a few recaps. <clears throat> Texans, Patriots, Texans beat them 20 to 9. Steelers beat the Buccaneers 27 to 17. Packers beat the Bengals 36 to 19. Vikings lost to the Seahawks 24 to 13. Falcons defeated your Dolphins 19 to 3. The Giants <laughs> lost 21 to 6 to the Lions. Watch out for those Lions. The Cardinals defeated the Broncos 18 to 17. Bills and Colts. Bills took that one 23 to 19. That should be an exciting matchup in the future in the regular season. Um, Bears over the Titans 23 to 17. Jets Walloped the Panthers 27 to 0. Jaguars beat the Cowboys 28 to 23. Eagles 20 to 19. Um, Eagles lost to the Ravens. And then the Chargers beat the Rams 34 to 17. And today we have the Chiefs versus the Saints and the Raiders versus the Niners. The Battle of the Bay goes on today. There'll be some fights there's in the parking no, lot in that motherfucker. There's no boy. the Battle of the Bay, though. There'll be some fights in the parking lot for that it'll, one. It'll always be the Battle of the Bay, though. Someone's getting stabbed. Hey, that's what they usually say. It's going to be fun, bro. It's going to be a great season. I'm excited. I can't put too much value into all those scores I just said, right? Because it is the preseason, but it's it's fun to banter back and forth a little bit here and there and talk about who team sucks and who team doesn't. Yo, you said shout out to that 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 Hall of Fame class, newest members of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, cornerback safety Rondé Barber, coach Don Coriel, linebacker Chuck Halley, defensive end, defensive tackle, nose tackle Joe Clayco, uh, cornerback Daryl Revis, cornerback Ken Riley, offensive tackle Joe Thomas, linebacker Zach Thomas, linebacker defensive end Demarcus Ware, and I felt, uh, did I mention Darrell Revis? Yeah, I did. Okay. You did. Hey, what a great class, bro. You talk about all over the place, right? You got Joe Thomas, bro, Mr. Reliable. I forget the number. And a man that retired a little early, too. Yeah, really retired early. But, you know, the guy who just, like, you could rely on him to be there. He was there for his teammates. He did what he did. Was arguably one of the best linemen to play the game. And... You know, it was just impressive. Then you got Revis Island. Looked like Revis has been chilling on that island a little bit because he gained a few pounds. I ain't going front, Doral. Yo, your picture was a little different. Stop fat shaming, coach. Hey, I ain't. I'm, I'm telling Hey, he's living the life, baby. No, no, I no. You know what I'm saying? It's comfortability. Hey, you, That's what it's about. Looking at, looking at Rondé versus Doral because they played in the same era. Yeah. Nowhere near each other. I think mm -hmm. Doral was like light years ahead of Rondé. Yeah. Like Darrell Rivas, there was a time, man, he was the best cornerback in the league. And 
Revis Island was a real fucking thing. Like, you got locked up on Revis Island, you weren't having a good game. Mm-hmm. They didn't care if you were Randy Moss, didn't matter who you were. Revis Island was shutting shit down. For sure. And then they got their, your boy in there. Zach Thomas, yeah. a long time coming. You know, we talked about him a while back on the pod, and, and you know, it's well-deserved, bro. There's, there's Great a linebacker. Couple, couple guys in the game that, you know, again, went to lunch pail type of guy, go to work, fly around, do what they do. Um, he was the top was linebacker nice. in his era, one of the top linebackers in his era. For sure. He didn't get looked at in the same way like Erlacher did and some of these other guys did that, that, that were, you know, going on during his era. Maybe it's the lack of – Team success that kind of that kind of dictates that a little bit, but uh, Zach Thomas was that dude since day one, bro. Once you know he got into the league, he was that dude. You know what's crazy about the Dolphins, bro? It's if you think about the Dolphins organization, they have had some damn good football. Teams. Oh, dude, they've had some and great it's crazy talent. Crazy to see like the lack of success yeah. that they've had. You know, yeah. since '72, bro. It's like, it, well, listen, it's crazy the whole you've had uh, not only Zach Thomas, you had. Taylor, bro, was a yep. beast. You yep. know what I mean? Them like defenses, defenses were great. We had no quarterback. Nasty. Yep. So, you know, hopefully they, they find their way to the glory land, them, the the Bills, you know what I mean? Like the Vikings, like all these teams that well, are the, good teams but just can't get it done. The Dolphins are a perfect example of it takes more than just, you know, an offense or more than just a defense to get it done. You need mm-hmm. a special teams, you need an offense, and you need a defense to get it done. And the years that Zach Thomas played with Jason Taylor, they had a, a wonderful defense, fantastic defense, top defense. Just didn't, couldn't get the offense right. Yeah. You know, um, the, the Sperano year, you know, maybe the exception. But, you know, there was never no long-term success there. You think about Dan Marino and all the success he had, never had a running game. Never one that they that, – that, and I don't know if that's on Marino because it's maybe there's reluctance to, to, to you know, allow that to happen. I know when Jimmy Johnson got there, there was some pushback between Marino and Jimmy Johnson because Johnson's the type of dude that wants to run the rock. He wants to he wants to move the ball and, and, and you know dictate like that. And Marino, you know, Marino was ahead of his time in terms of passing. Like he was a dude that was doing things that these guys are doing right now. You know, in terms of just his release, in terms of just being able to see the field the way he does and and and, and just dominate the air. Um but, you know, Zach Thomas, unfortunately, was on a couple of those teams where they they weren't that good. Yeah, man. Shout out to Finkel and Einhorn. <laughs> and, then DeMar- <laughs> <laughs> and then DeMarcus Ware, asshole. You just jealous, dog. They ain't never made no movie about the Raiders that Finkel didn't involve Einhorn, motherfuckers Einhorn getting out of Finkel. prison. That was, the, that was the first generation of them. Hey, that shit would never happen now. That movie would never happen now. It's crazy, bro. It, it, you know, the ending scene. Mm. <laughs> Hey, you speaking of movies, <laughs> speaking of movies, speaking of hold shows. Hold on, hold on, hold on, man. We need to shout out to Marcus Ware. Oh, okay, go ahead. Do your thing. I was just going to say, man. Shot- oh, well, I know, but we talked about these other guys. He's one that needs to be talked about, too. He though. is. He's a monster. He was, dude, he, he was so disruptive for Dallas. In Dallas, he was also well, that guy for Denver. Bro. Yeah, like, but, but I mean, I always remember him as a cowboy. I know he won a Super Bowl here, and he had he had three good years here, you know. So I, you know, I won't knock him. I won't. I'm not going to hold that against him. But mm-hmm. when he was with the Cowboys, dude, he was he was their defense for a long time. Yeah, and another another team who just couldn't get it done during that era. You yeah. know what I mean? Like because they had great great players on those teams. You're yeah. right, bro. Demarcus Ware was he was came here and taught John uh, Von Miller how to be a professional. To, to me, bro, I feel like 
DeMarcus Ware figured out how to be a veteran very, very soon yeah. in his career. And then he was that veteran leader in the in the locker room, on the fields, during NFL Pro Bowl events, whatever the case may be. Very, I don't really remember him having like real rookie dilemmas. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yep. he just figured it out, bro. He's a guy who knew what it took and he got it done. And then he was the leader. He, you know, had great years in Dallas. They couldn't get it done. He came over to Denver and was a great leader to a future Hall of Famer in Von Miller. Yep. You know what I mean? Taught and, him how to be a pro. And taught him how to be a pro. And now Vaughn's doing the same thing for others. So, you know, DeMarcus Ware is one of those guys, that whole class, bro. Even the old school veterans were great, great, great players. Yep. Excuse me. Now, sorry. <clears throat> Talking about movies. Yeah. You seen any good ones lately? You or any what? good shows lately? Anything new? You know, I haven't really uh, dived too much into the new stuff with being on vacation, getting in the mix of football. I am checking out that QB show on Netflix. Okay. I think it's, quarter, it's called Quarterback. It has Pat Mahomes. And, uh, I heard a lot of good things Kirk about that Cousins show. in there. You know, there, there's great things. It is cool, bro. But one thing I take away from that show is Pat Mahomes is a lot more cockier and shit talker than I thought, bro. Like he, he, I, I'm starting to like him more now. Like at first, I was like, "This dude's uh, you're gonna oh, burst in the flames name. wearing that shit you're wearing and oh, no, no, saying no, no, you no. like you some Patrick Mahomes." It is an individual. Oh, okay. 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 I you I can have, separate. I have always enjoyed and gave. Is that because he's y'all daddy? When flowers is due. Two players as individuals, but no, I just like him because he talks his shit, bro. Like there was even a segment, honestly, where him and Max Crosby were going back and forth and talking shit to each other. He was talking shit to Max, and then they got the better of us, and he was like, "That's because I'm him." You know what I mean? <laughs> and I was like, "He sounds awfully a lot like somebody I know." Oh, and that's why man. I was like, you know, I I, I love somebody who. Is confident, a little bit cocky, but also just backs it up with play, bro. And so I can appreciate it. And he's also not a poor sport. You know what I mean? He's, he has sportsmanship. Yep. He could be cocky and have sportsmanship all in the same time. There's nothing wrong with being confident in your abilities. And that show has showcased that for him. So shout out to that show. Shout out to him. Hard Knocks is coming up. Yep. I, I started watching the first episode, but I didn't get very far into it. Honestly, I fell asleep. But I'm excited to see the Aaron Rodgers jet era. Yo, it's F N Y J to me, so I don't I'm not gonna watch Hard Knocks. No, for real? Probably maybe a little bit. I'll probably watch a little Damn, bit. Damn, you are an ultimate hater, bro. Fuck the Jets, dog. I hey, I hear you. <laughs> I hear I'm you. not over here I'm not over here talking about how great their quarterback is. Hey, how much I love their quarterback because he's a shit talker. <clears throat> You know, but that's how division rivalry is supposed to work. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know how y'all do things in Oakland, L.A., Las Vegas. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Nah, we, we it's still uh, we, yeah. fuck the Chiefs. Okay. Fuck the Broncos. Okay. And fuck the Chargers. But we all share one thing in common. And that's just if if we got to give flowers when flowers are due, bro. Man. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, fuck them, but that dude's good. Sometimes you got to be petty and just like, rip, rip the heads off the flowers like and hand them stems. Like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're, you're cool. cool. Fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I feel you. Goes. I feel you. No, nah, they. I feel you. What I about you? you? What you watched? Um. So did you ever watch that show, This Fool? I did. Funny as fuck. Second season. Starting? Or uh, it's it, it's ready. out. No. All 10 episodes. Oh, I'm going to have to. Mini Seller binged that shit. 
You already watched the whole thing? All 10 episodes. Oh, fuck. Dog. Don't say nothing because I haven't, I didn't even. Dog. Yeah, I got to do a recap of the last one. It's definitely picks up. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. It definitely, uh, it, it, it picks up and uh, let's just, you know, let's just say, man, from hugs, not thugs to uh, mugs, not thugs. For real? It's great, bro. You're, uh, you're gonna fuck with bro, it, bro. I fucking can't wait to watch that. There's a lot of good stuff coming out. What else? Um, I've watched. Uh, I don't know. I just watched new stand-up comedy. Uh, Tom Segura has a new special out called The Sledgehammer. Nice. Oh, that shit's hilarious, man. And you know, I I freaking been watching that a couple of times now. That one's funny though. He's got some really good jokes. I don't know if you've ever listened to Tom Segura or ever messed with Tom Segura. He's uh, he's pretty fucking raunchy. He is. He is. Uh, you know, sometimes it's a little bit too, uh, oh, I don't know, I'm not even going to say it, but I just, sometimes it ain't my cup of tea, you know what I'm saying, but. I feel you, I mean, you know, it's teach their own, it's not for everybody, you know, and, and that's that's the great thing about it, man, but, you know, whatever. But, you know what, I got to add this full to my very do. You long, definitely do. long list of shit I want to watch. And I'll, add, and I'll add, and make sure I watch some Hard Knocks, too. Yeah, yeah, there's also. Wait up, hold up. I, hold you up. might not hold enjoy up. any of these that Wait. I'm about to start talking about. Oh, okay. But did you remember the video game Twisted Metal on PS1? Yep. There's actually a show based off of that game, bro. So I'm interested to watch it. DJ and I are going to watch it. We'll see what it's about. It's on Paramount. I'm going to check it out. It's called Twisted Metal, um, obviously. And then <laughs> bill, <laughs> Billions. Do you watch Billions? <laughs> I've never heard of Billions. You've never watched Billions? I've bro. never watched Billions. Are you like into the stock market and, and and shit like that? I'm into bashing the motherfuckers that be taking our money through the stock market. Check it out. Yeah? Check it out. Bro. Okay. It's, it's it's a dope show. Shout out to Axel, uh, fucking Axelrod, whatever his name is. I forget it. Um, oh, Mark Axelrod? No. No? Okay. Great show, though. What's it on? It's on HBO. Okay. It's an HBO series. Billions, it's starting. I don't know if this is the final season, but it's like season number, whatever. But it's a great show, bro. I can't wait to watch it. I'm Bet. a challenge guy. I'm a competitor, so I like to watch the challenge. They have a new season of that coming out. And then I'm also from the streets. From so, the streets or the sheets? So both. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story. Fun fact. I was consumed in the sheets. Consumed or conceived? Conceived. <laughs> and consumed. <laughs> But anyway, uh. Power <laughs> Power is also coming out with the new season of Book Force. It's the Tommy Egan Chicago special. It's going to be dope. Can't wait. It's season two. It's going to be fun, bro. There's a lot to watch that I'm not going to be able to watch because football's back. But hey, I'm going to try. Hey, you know what I saw? And I'm going to fucking play it because I think it's so dope. But I saw that and I sent it to you that LL Freestyle on Sway. Bro, and weren't we just talking about like old school? Shout out to Midwest, right bro. there, and talking about bro. old school artists and and new school. And bro, sometimes what they say in the Sandlot, legends don't die. Mm-mm. Bro, bro, hey, and I and I'll just say this, dude. Like LL, we we talk about you know longevity in hip hop and like who made, like we talk top five a lot, and it's always changing, and it's always something. Whether it be lyricists, whether it be artists overall, artists, whether it be you know, you can't argue that you can argue that LL Cool J's top five, top ten, just overall impact in hip hop. You know, he's transcended onto the main screen. He's transcended onto TV shows with with NCIS. Like, and then then he comes out with this this freestyle man. And I was there's this um, 
on Apple, there's this this uh, program called Beef, right? Um, I think it's called Beef or What Is Beef? It's a, it's an Apple Music, and it's just like a podcast. But this dude talks about the beefs in hip hop over the years, and so I was listening to that, and he talks about LL Cool J beefing with the various people that he's beefed with mm-hmm. over the years, and then it plays the songs. And it's like, man, I slept on an LL back in the day. Bro, LL's a spitter, bro. Bro, he brought this. I'm going to play it real quick, bro. And I was going to mute us and play it. But he brought this out, dude. And it, it blew my mind, bro. I was like, yo, uh, I didn't know LL got down like that still. Check this out. Slow it down a little bit. DJelite.com exclusive. There was smoke when the mother's water broke. The doc saw the horns. Oh my God, it's a goat. The nurse cut the cord, got shot with a million volts. Homeless dropped him on the floor, but the baby started to float. The umbilical cord turned into a gold rope. Mike appeared in his hand, his body started to jolt. Angels injected him with lyrical dope. Same drugs they gave him away at Edgar Allan Poe. The whole world's raving for the baby to bell tolls. The crowd gathered around throwing punches and elbows. Then his mama arose and recited a poem. Todd's a hip hop god. Fuck rock and roll. Put his baby in the whip. There was a solar eclipse. Then the spirit came, wrote his name down in hieroglyphs. Breakbeats played. He had a speaker for a crib. She screamed, Jack the Rip, and ignited his gifts. To the parents, he's a legend. To the children, a myth. Here's some firsthand experience of Mr. Smith, alias Mr. Killing every rapper in his radius. Cyphers the stadiums, bars is vibranium, molecular structure of the nucleus of his cranium. Platinum uranium, lyrical titanium. In other words, whoever it concerned, if you fuck around with fire, you gon' get that ass. Turn to ash. True story, I'm walking crematorium, helping rappers earn obituaries from historians. Banging on them, yellow taping white sheets laying on them. Carved hand tombstones praying for them. Moving the chest pieces like telekinesis. As a toddler, he Walk with two panthers on leashes Learned early on where the mark of the beast is By the time he hit puberty, he's licking in creases Slicking in Odysseus on an odyssey Intellect is part of me, so part of me If it's harder to follow me, what does that mean? He's a mythological melanated progeny of royalty Spraying you with soliloquies Kill Heron with the camouflage gear on Ignorance is a virus, my ink is the interferon The last poet, revolutionary with guns loaded Back to elevate the culture, that's my only motive Yo, don't fucking sleep on LL still getting down, man. Hey, dude, I love seeing like freestyles, bro. It's there's nothing like watching an artist, whether it's a true freestyle, whether it's a written, whatever, but go to a platform like that and just go in. Yeah, and just remind everybody who they are. You sent me another one with Fab. F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. And that dude, and everybody knows he's a bar spitter for for years and decades and he's another person who gets left off lists constantly you know what i mean but fab bro he's he they they crowned cassidy kind of the punchline king but they slept on fab like they better not just give that award away like it wasn't his fab been having punchlines bro here i'll play it dude i'm gonna play it real quick fuck it why not i feel like a rap republican red cap like i'm trumping them make loyalty cool again don't ship jump with them haters want to see grace fall humpty dumpty him but i don't play with none of them snakes that's low pumping them niggas bite the hand (laughs) that feed them how i chump with them i ain't stepping on niggas toes i'm stomping them asshole i don't like you i don't bump with them Trash holes don't get recycled, I'm just dumping them. I feel like I'm Lennox and Belly, who won't run with them? Tell them let them instruments blow, they gon' trump with them. Niggas can't fit in my shoes, they'll try to jump in them. And run for it, run for it, dumping them. Catch me in LA with the leaguers, I'm trying to plumber them. Brooklyn, I be balling, Kyrie, I'm on chumping them. If you need drugs, my plugs are still pumping them. My buddy love to move weight like Professor Clumping them. Get it, bro, like, come on, dude. 
Come on, bro. Come on. Stop sleeping on the old school, baby. Bars, baby. Bars. Hey. He said, I'm not pumping them. <laughs> Shots <laughs> fired. They, dude. Dude, I, I love hip-hop. Yo. I love rap, bro. I love the music. I love the game. There's also a show while we were on shows. There, so I don't know if you ever seen it. I think it's on, uh, what the hell's the network? I forget the network. But there's a WWE show, okay, right where they go around and they look for old, classic, like, re- re- <laughs> gear and and everything memorabilia. Like memorabilia. Yeah, I was thinking of the name. Could <laughs> <laughs> have come to me, bro. It's like right there. I was like, what stuck in your mouth. Couldn't get it out, huh? Pause that. But uh, <laughs> anyway, there's a, there's a new show that's about hip hop. Okay. And they go around looking for memorabilia from hip hop, classic memorabilia. And the first episode, I got a glimpse at something about Biggie. I think they're going to look for like his cane that he took the picture in that he was holding. Oh, okay. So it's pretty dope to I, like I'm old in, relics of hip hop. Yeah, I'm interested to see like what's it called? It. I, I'll tell you. We'll off. Google that shit. Okay. Yeah, and then we'll we'll touch base with it on the next pod. Uh, you're gonna have to video. go find it yourself. On you know we're gonna have, you out know, if I hey we you're gonna go find it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, but it, it it's a cool one, bro. So I'm I'm interested in that one too. Hey, so as we get close to getting out of here, Don, we've been going for an hour, and y'all know you got things to do tonight, and I got some things we're gonna go do. We're gonna hit the lake a little bit, go mess around. With the start of football season, man, what does that mean to you? What does it do for you, bro? Like, what do you think about it, man? What 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 does it make you feel? The first thing that comes to mind is family. No, yeah. right? Because family, they fight, they argue. We don't see eye to eye. Sometimes we have to give constructive criticism when it's not wanted. Yep. You know what I mean? But we're a family needless to say. Okay. And that's what football is, bro. You sweat together. You cry together. You win together. You take lessons together. Correct myself. Um, and through all that, you build a bond. You build a friendship that is pretty unbreakable, bro. Like, we talk about it today and we think about life today, right? And... A lot of the people that I talk to from my past, really, only are people I played football with or, or people that I coach football with. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, those are some relationships that haven't always been the greatest, but they're still there and they're still intact because not only have we went through our own individual life and navigated through that, but we went through a period of life together where we had our ups and downs and we had success and you know those are things that we'll never forget and we'll always respect each other for so you know i think football means family i feel that bro because like you know dardano like frank Mm -hmm. him and i we don't hang out all the time or anything like that bro and you know know, before we started coaching back to each other we hadn't seen each other for a long time but the minute we stepped on that field together that that love was still there that 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 feeling was still there. That passion yeah. was still there. That that's my brother. You know, we bled together. We sweat together. And you go back to those days when you guys get to, get to meet with each other. So I definitely could feel the family. My thing is sacrifice. Yeah. Because you know, it's it's usually starting right at the end of the summer before school's getting back, and you know, camps open up beginning of August, and you're sacrificing all that time, whether it be camping, fishing, if you're a kid. You know, time with your friends, time with your family, going on vacations, whatever. There's a lot of sacrifice that goes into their time with the family that you can't get back. And uh, football means a lot of that to me because it, it, it teaches me that 
you know, in order to, to get your goals, in order to reach the heights that you want to reach every now and again, you're going to have to sacrifice some things that maybe you're, um, you know, you hold very dear to your heart and you have to sacrifice them for a moment so that your time isn't going to that. Your time's going to the team. Your time's going to the, the betterment of the team. And, you know, I think football is, is a very, you know, it's very, it, it mirrors life a lot. And what we do, and we find the ability to sacrifice things in order to get better. And I think when you learn that in football, you're able to apply that to real life and understand that and it's not all fun and games. Like, we like to have fun. You know, we like to play hard or play harder, as my boy Zach would say with his podcast. But sometimes you got to you gotta put that work in, build them calluses, so that when the tough times come, you're able to handle it and hold on to the rope. Ain't that the truth, bro? And, and you know, that's hitting actually a little bit home for me a little bit because – Sacrifice, talk about sacrifice, right? You know who I am as a person. You know how competitive I am. You know how anal I am about certain things as well when it comes to football and, and preparation and, and things like that. Like, I stand by proper preparation prevents poor performance. You yes, know what sir. I mean? Yes, sir. And so for me to sacrifice a lot of the preparation right that goes into game planning as far as not being an oc or a dc on my team now right i'm just a head coach i'm just the kind of navigating everything it's tough and even even yesterday in our scrimmage was tough to like sit back and just like kind of like bite my tongue at certain <laughs> things you know what i mean bite my and just and just learn that you know it's okay to to relinquish some of that and 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 entrust in people that you trust in and and just and and let it play out how it's going to play out, you know what I mean? And if you have to step in, you have to step in. But to be able to sacrifice that and, and and not have that control has been messing with me a little bit, to be honest. But, you know, I'm also enjoying it because it's challenging me as a person. Well, I think you said it, uh, you said it too, man. Like, uh, you got you to gotta let people take losses sometimes so they can learn their lesson a little bit too. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you got to have a little failure to get some, 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 you know, success. And, you know, I think that's, it's, it's, it's hard to watch somebody, you know, you might know the answer right then and there, and it's like hard to watch them kind of try to figure it out, but you got to let sometimes them figure it out for themselves so that they can appreciate that, that grind a little bit more. Correct, yeah. Yo, that was our mailbag question. As always, if you guys want to get down with the mailbag question, visit dnasportsdenver.com forward slash askdna and make sure you get up on there with the mailbag question. Shoot it over to Tom and I. We can get it on here. Make sure you leave your name on it so we can we can give you some uh, some shots out as well. Always visit the website dnasportsdenver.com. Book a training session. Uh, see what we got going on with the podcast. Anything new coming up, man, we want to make sure we point you guys over to that direction to make sure you guys go and check it out. We're nothing without the support, man, and we appreciate the support we've gotten um, over the over the year plus, and, and we continue to try to make it happen, man. But, uh, Dom, you know, we can get out of here with our shout-outs like we always do every week. Um, want to give a special shout-out to Inkless Laser. Um, in September, they're going to be starting to take consultations down. Lorenzo's giving me $200 gift cards to give out. So we'll have more information coming up on this show where we're going to give them the gift cards out. We'll figure it out whether it's going to be social media, whether it's going to be through the mailbag. We'll figure it out. You better but jump on it or else I'm going to take it. $100 gift cards to Inkless Laser. 
to uh, get some tattoo removal. They're they're new to the they're new to the area, but they're not new to the game. They come with with decades and decades and decades of experience and uh, knowledge behind what they do, man. So shout out to Inkless Laser. Shout out to our boys over at Icon Sales and Icon man. Boxing out there grinding, getting it in. Shout out to MCF doing their thing. Yo, man. shout out to Gigi. I seen it was Gigi, birthday happy birthday, yo. Day, so shout out to you, Gigi. But hey, special shout out to Mario, bro. I want to. He is one person, bro. That always just does what he needs to do not only for his company and the kids that he's coaching over at icon but for the community yes sir he's a community guy bro so you know we're starting our organization up yes sir and so i reached out to people who i knew were for the community and mario's one person that didn't hesitate that's what's know? up man. and i know that you know he's he's very humble and he doesn't he doesn't want the acknowledgement necessarily but you know, I just got to say a special thanks for me right here in the public because, dude, what you're doing for not only those kids at, at your place, but the kids over at our place now. Yes, sir. It is remarkable, bro. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. So big shout you. out, brother. Shout out Anytime Flood Restoration, the Play Harder podcast, Rebel Promotions, Black Sevens, Genesis Catering, Lash All Beauty, the Cutthroat Barbers and Anglers, the Canyon Fly Shop. And of course, Westminster Youth Football Association. Shout out to my my throwers. Shout out to my my partner in crime right here to the right of me. No matter what jersey you wear, bro, you're always my dude, man. man it's always love, up, man. It's always love. And as most importantly, shout out to y'all, man. You, people that tune into our YouTube, that subscribe to our channel, that like us on Facebook, Instagram, that follow us and and do everything we're doing, man. We appreciate you guys, and we look to bring this to you as much as possible. And uh, always want to be there for that. So big shout out to y'all. Shout out, baby. Yeah. With, with that, we're out of here. Peace.